0: all these special moments in life that we were like this is epic community family people are like the reason that we do this
1: you're listening to social room podcast inspired by entrepreneurs what's your story we'll start with your birthday Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Social Room Podcast. I'm Sage. And I'm Kate. And I have a big announcement this week. Ooh, ooh, we've been keeping a secret. Yes, guys, we're finally sharing it with you. I don't know if anybody caught it last episode at the very end. I announced that I'm pregnant. Yay! It's a little Sorrow baby. On the way. (laughs) I'm due in July, so... We will see when she decides to come but mid-july is when we're due and i'm having a baby girl yay and we'll keep you guys updated because you have to design the room so it's going to be so fun to show everyone your interior design skills yes i can't wait until we start working on the nursery we still need to get some walls up in that room because it's been our last priority but since we found out we were pregnant we've been working on it a little bit more and we have some work to do but i've already been pulling fabrics and paint samples and all oh, the yay. things so i'll definitely have to share that with you guys but how fun very exciting baby so. girl on her way yes ma'am tis the season i have a few friends who are pregnant as well um i was actually just on a ski trip with one of them she's due the exact same month as you are pretty close actually with a couple of days so that was going to be my recommendation this week. Uh, we get went, pregnant. No, no. <laughs> not get pregnant. But if you want to, then yeah, go for it. <laughs> so my recommendation this week is going to be: we went to Breckenridge, Colorado highly recommend you guys get a ski trip on the books if you don't ski or snowboard just get out there and start learning or if not just go and be like a little snow bunny it's so much fun to go to these mountain towns and hang out i mean the altitude will get you so if you have a drink or two you'll be drunk pretty quickly it's wild or you'll be out of breath um <laughs> kind of like you were going up the stairs earlier. Yeah, that's how I take the stairs now. Is... <laughs> yeah. It's like I know what Sage feels like after being in Breckenridge for a weekend. But um so that is one recommendation to go ahead and get your ski uh trip booked this season. And then afterwards, also with Breckenridge, wait, let me segue back to interior design. They have the most beautiful color palette out there. Really? Yes, because you have like the white as the backdrop, and then all of the buildings, they like coordinated for sure. There's blues, there's greens, there's reds, browns. All of them are just oh. such an earthy color palette, and I was vibing. I was oh, like, oh, I love that. This city is It reminds like, me of like Ralph Lauren, like winter collection. Oh. <laughs> it was so great. So if you've never been, check out Breckenridge. But my second recommendation for this week is going to be Woodhouse Day Spa. I went and got a heated stone massage because I was sore AF after. <laughs> if nobody saw my video, I completely took a tumble. And the first day we were there and my neck was like pretty much frozen solid for the whole rest of the time we were there. I don't like massages. I think you were saying that too, Sage. Like, I just don't like when people like massage my muscles. That doesn't feel good. But a heated stone massage from Woodhouse Day Spa. uh it was clutch. So check those out. Those are my two wrecks this week. That's awesome. I know it was very painful for you to tumble down the mountain, but it was the greatest content I saw all day. So I got to say... Thank you for the entertainment because it was hilarious.
0: Kate, um, she got it on
1: video yeah. she got it all on video and then she posted it so i do I'm glad, that you, I'm glad that you healed and we're young yeah. so we sprang yeah. back pretty quickly but. it took me a couple days but <laughs> here we are i'm back i can move my neck now well while you're resting maybe you can check out one of my recommendations my husband and i have kind of felt like we're trying to get a few movies out of the way before baby girl gets here because when she gets here we're not going to be able to watch the same content that we typically watch which is a Did lot you of like psycho thrillers yes yeah, literally. (laughs) So I have a couple movie recommendations for you guys this week. The first one is called The Prestige. It's got Hugh Jackman. It's got Christian Bale in it. Yeah, I know exactly what movie you're talking about now. And it is fire. Yes. Okay. It's not it's kind of thriller a little bit. It just has some twists in it. And it's really good. And then when you get to the ending, it's like wild. So the other movie is called Prisoners, and it's got more of a true crime feel, and it has its own twists and turns, and it's a little more thrilling and a little bit more horror in it, so... Might sit that one out, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, watch the trailers, always, with my recommendations, watch the trailers, might not be for you, but those are my recommendations this week, so while you're recovering from your ski trip, cozy up, watch a movie, wait for the weather to warm up, and soon we will be back outdoors, guys, don't you worry. Alright, well before we get into it, I'd like to take a moment to thank our amazing sponsor, Fine Rugs of Charleston, where you can find the widest selection of designer rugs and uncommon carpets. At Fine Rugs, expect exceptional service and the highest quality carpet. They offer a full array of soft surface floor covering products and services, including installation, cleaning, and restoration to residential and commercial customers. So if you plan to stop by their showroom, you can mention our podcast, Social Room Podcast, for 10% off your purchase. Be sure to check them out online at finerugsofcharleston.com or in person at 1523 Meeting Street. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. guys welcome back to social room today our guest of honor is one half to an extremely talented duo Karen Charleston. they own a goldsmithing studio that focuses on education and artisanally made pieces of jewelry meant to last a lifetime I personally own one of their pieces, but we will dive into that story a little later. I couldn't be more excited to introduce to y'all today the funky and lovely Emily Hill of Al and M.
0: Hi. Yay, so glad Jamie. to be here.
1: Oh, gosh. I can't wait to tell this story later for the <laughs> listeners. It's a funny one, but it's a sweet connection point. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so welcome, Emily. We're really happy to see you again. We'll just dive right in and get started with your business birthday. So tell us kind of how Al and M got started.
0: Yeah. So there's a couple birthdays, but the first birthday is at Moe's Crosstown Tavern. It was over a beer and a burger, and Alex and I wanted to create something together. We had no idea what that would mean. The options were really, truly endless. And we landed with fashion and specifically jewelry. And I guess you could say mainly because Alex had just done an apprenticeship in Australia, learning to make jewelry. We really put everything on the table to say like, what are we good at? We were really young and we were like, let's create basically a unisex brand that would have really gorgeous, interesting pieces that you've never seen before that we could borrow from one another. So I could wear his pieces. He could wear Mine and they were all going to be made using old world techniques, old world jewelry making techniques, and trying to do it all on our own. We have definitely evolved and definitely learned many mistakes over the years, but that was first birthday. That was eight years ago, and we believe it was in October.
1: We believe
0: the second birthday was definitely August, 2020, when we decided to do a full rebrand kind of forced on by the pandemic we were facing the, is this business not working? Is this business need a rebrand? Do we need a rebrand? And COVID really forced that. It's kind of where we are today. And then surprise birthday anniversary. This is our 10 year dating anniversary Um, today. (laughs) Today. Hell yeah. 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 So 10 years ago today, we were sitting like beachside in Australia and decided to Take the leap. Yeah. That is
1: just so wild to hear that you guys started this as a couple. Mm -hmm. That I think is what's the most unique thing to me. Because I know for a fact that Adam and I could not have started dating (laughs) and then started a business. I mean, maybe now, but you just have to learn how to communicate so differently. So Mm -hmm. between a business and like personal relationship, how do you separate the two?
0: Yeah. I wouldn't say we're nailing it. I wouldn't say that we are an example um, of what everyone should do when in business with their partner, but we have a lot of aspirations. We try not to talk about it after five o'clock. That's one rule that we try to keep up with, though. We would have never been able to make a business without each other. Um, really, like,
1: cross responsibilities. Like, do you ever get to put any input in on jewelry pieces or yes. things that are being made? Like, do you share that creative?
0: That's a great question. Yes, so. Basically everything, every piece is designed by both of us. So there's, I mean, you can kind of stare at one of our pieces and see the masculine energy and see the feminine energy and see the combo. But um, at the same time, he and I talk about almost everything that goes on Instagram, that goes on our website, that we, like we talked about, you know, what to talk about on the podcast. Like everything is talked about. I can't really believe it. And it it sounds crazy saying it out loud, but we are on the same page 99% of the time.
1: Oh, that yeah. is awesome. Nice. So you were speaking a little bit on like your practices and how you guys make the jewelry with these old world techniques. Mm-hmm. What are those techniques?
0: So, and, and they have evolved. We sat down during COVID really and said that, you know, taking 20 hours to make one bracelet that's made of sterling silver is not a sustainable future for a business. So we said, you know, how can we take what we've learned from old world techniques, old world techniques, meaning, you know, there's no, um, there's no one in. In a foreign country, making every part, every single part is made by hand at the bench. So back in the day, we were focused on every single piece being made by us, which means purchasing a lot of random tools and a one single tool to make one tiny part of the soldering process or of the polishing process. And today we do purchase from US companies tiny parts of this, you know, ring, tiny parts of this necklace, but all the diamond setting, all the stone setting is done in our studio. All the polishing is done, all the finishing processes are done in the studio, and the rings are designed by hand and then designed in the computer, the engagement rings that we are now making. I really feel like if we didn't know the background, if we didn't know everything we knew that Alex is trained in, we wouldn't be able to be as specific and as design-focused as we are today, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, it's probably even beneficial that you guys used all those little techniques to learn, and yeah. now I bet it works a lot better for you guys, for your system.
0: Right. It's like knowing the product through and through and through and through. You know, I don't think when we were learning and purchasing the tools and training and looking up, you know, old jewelry books, like really old jeweler making books. But it's funny to look back and see like how obsessed we would get about this one piece or figuring out how to do this one thing. You would have never been able to tell us that we were going to launch an engagement ring line and be people's forever pieces. Like that would have never, we knew forever pieces because the pieces we were making were going to last forever and last the test of time. But we didn't ever really talk about like engagement rings or diamonds. Diamonds or purchasing diamonds, like, like all of that.
1: Little, like family pieces,
0: mm-hmm. that can go but, through
1: generations. Yeah.
0: So that it's so funny to look back and be like, I'm so glad we learned what we learned.
1: So let's talk a little bit more about diamonds and your engagement line. How did you get that idea?
0: Yeah. So the past few, maybe even five years, we've been making engagement rings for friends or family friends. Um, and they've all been a very like detailed process. So we've sat down with the couple or the groom or the future groom or the bride and groom, depending on how they had worked it out and designed it with them and designed it side-by-side so over time we were like this is really fun and this is really really special like that we might have reached the pinnacle jewelry special feelings you know all the the lovey-doveys and then to see these people's wedding photography and be invited to the engagement party where after the ring is put on her finger and all these special moments in life that we were like this is epic community family people are like the reason that we do this and so how how our days even happier and even better? launching a jewelry line focused on weddings engagement rings and wedding bands became very forefront very quickly and we were like i don't know how we're gonna do this what do other brands do how does this work and there there's a lot of people doing there's a bajillion engagement ring options out there and we were like let's design our own from scratch and have our styles be reflected in the classic diamond or emerald or ruby, whatever stone you're choosing, engagement your ring. Um, so the rings that are out right now are all solitaires, but they're really just a kickstart your design process. They're encouraging you to say, "Hey, I like this aspect. I like this aspect of this design that you did, but I want to do it a completely different way." And we sit down with you and we design it and you pick your metal, you pick your diamond, you pick your process, how quickly you need it. Who's proposing, you know, is it the bride and groom sitting down with us and designing it? Is it just him saying, these are the words that her best friends have given me, you know, like whatever it is, we are here to support and we're here to educate you because it's, I think it's an overwhelming process
1: it's so special it though that is so special so how do you guys source the diamonds mm-hmm. and what does that conversation look like mm-hmm. with the groom or the couple yeah when they're considering maybe lab grown versus mind yeah
0: burning question that's everyone's <laughs> one of everyone's <laughs> first questions. <laughs> <laughs> um and that was something that, that was a lot of education that we needed to do on our end before we felt comfortable explaining it to people and we work with both first and foremost we okay. source ethically mined diamonds or vintage diamonds or lab-grown diamonds. Our lab-grown diamonds are manufactured in the U.S. Our vintage diamonds, that's the interesting thing about vintage diamonds is that I can't promise you the path it had before it ended up where it ended up but it has a story and there's I mean there's endless things to talk about here but there's ways to know that the diamond was cut in the 20s or the really? 50s absolutely and there's so much to learn there there's so much to talk about
1: you, what makes the diamond vintage? so?
0: a recent story we had we had someone bring in a diamond that you know the typical diamond if you think of the emoji it points to a really pointy triangle at the bottom back in the Day before we had all the tools and the technology that we have today, they would cut them at like a flat. So it'd still come down, but the bottom part would be flat and still cut to where it sparkles at its maximum sparkle. But when you look underneath a ring, like a very old, let's say twenties ring, the diamond is going to like flatten out right at the bottom. That's just an example of like one specific cutting. There's so much to learn about, especially your vintage diamond. We are not experts. We are learning. I'm here to say that, but there's so many things, so many ways, so many things to learn with diamonds. And, and I can see the argument for both. I'm not here to like push one way or the other. Mind diamonds or, or natural diamonds are more expensive. The reason I always explain this to people, the reason that diamonds are the desired engagement ring stone is because they're a 10 on the hardness scale. They're basically impossible to damage. Whereas, you know, if you think of like a soft stone, like a turquoise, you wouldn't want to wear that every day. Diamonds have a purpose. Like sometimes people like look back and say like, why am I even thinking about a diamond? Is it because everyone else has a diamond? It's like, no, because they're actually amazing. And they're at 10 on the hardness scale. They're
1: the most practical. Right. to To wear, to wear every day. Well, so let's talk about the other side then. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the lab-grown diamonds because it's such a cool thing. Yeah,
0: they're cost-beneficial to us in that... We don't need to buy a $40,000 diamond to show you a design of ours. Right. The cool thing about lab grown is that I can tell you exactly its history. The day that it was made, the place that it came from, you're going to get all that information with your engagement ring purchase. And there's no question of was someone paid ethically and appropriately right. for this. It's a dirty diamond mm-hmm. And so we can guarantee that and the paperwork will guarantee that. So that has been a really fun process. I could argue both all day, right. but it has been really nice to buy like the best. Diamond, yeah. So it's just like a
1: regular diamond, mm-hmm. but it's but it's all expensive. still right. It's right, all still affordable. Okay. Mm-hmm. For those um, people who don't know about the four Cs, can you touch on that a little bit? Because I actually didn't go ring shopping with my husband. Mm-hmm. I just was like, hey, go get me an elongated cushion, and he was like, all right, well that's kind of a rare diamond, so he yeah. had to do all the research himself. Yeah. And I just kind of gave him a shape, so I honestly don't even know too much. I feel like I was on the other side where I did so much research and we were already married and he proposed with just a wedding band because we were closing on our house. Yeah. So we couldn't make any big purchases. Yeah. So we just had some time to go look at rings and I studied cut, clarity, color, and I mean we went into Tiffany's for fun and tried on like a four or five carat ring Uh and it was like $400,000 or something ridiculous. Yeah. Because it was the Tiffany's name. Yeah. It, it was just a lot of fun to learn about it. So diamonds are the most interesting thing to me. I love yeah. About
0: it. So it's, it's color cut clarity carrot. carrot right? mm-hmm. And it's funny. <laughs> carrot, when you talk about stones, is spelled C-A-R-A-T. And if you talk about The carat in metal, so 14 carat gold or 18 carat gold is with a K.
1: Right. So
0: like when you see 14 carat, it's 1, 4K. And I have to like actually think about it every time I write it out. I'm like, (laughs) okay, what are we talking about?
1: So is 14 karat better or 18 karat or
0: so on? So we love working with 14 karat because it is the strongest way to use yellow gold. 18 karat gets a little softer. It's a little more expensive. It's a little more gold. It has a little like slightly higher gold content, but it can like wear away. If it's again, something you're going to wear often, we recommend 14. But if you think of like 24 karat, that's like as pure as you can get when working with it. Again, Good wouldn't much. recommend it for like an everyday wear. Yeah. But it is going to be like when you're looking at it. It's going to be the most gold shiny polished.
1: I want to talk about this. Because I think we've talked. And this is kind of going to relate back to that story. We were telling you all about earlier. But how do you guys make the most money? Is it through these engagement rings? Or do you make a lot of money through permanent jewelry?
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm on trading secrets. Yeah. Right. Um, no, no, I love it. <laughs> That's a great question. So right before COVID, we were really excited to launch our own permanent jewelry program. And again, it comes back to like education and knowledge. And we wanted to launch like the most technically advanced permanent jewelry where we knew every weld was going to be the best weld that we could give. So right before COVID, we were like, we've got to, you know, increase sales. We've got to increase exposure. We've got to meet more people. And permanent jewelry was exactly that. For a couple of years, we were out every market everything we could possibly say yes to, we were meeting people and doing permanent jewelry. So bracelets, necklaces, rings, anklets, all the things, all the chain varieties that you could possibly come up with. We were trying to think of it and give it to our customers. I will say that permanent jewelry helped us launch the full engagement ring line. I mean, there's so many more engagement rings to come, but what we've put out there was because we could sit back and say, okay, we have like a more fluid income and we can take this money and really reinvest into ourselves. I think that it was a you know a combo of doing every market ever and really pushing ourselves to the limit. I mean, there was weekends we were doing five markets and we were like high fiving at night, being like, You good? Okay, good night.
1: Everyone's watching for a day. Yeah, like (laughs) I
0: need to be a little introvert for a second. We definitely can cheers to Permanent Jewelry and, and thank it for letting us be able to say, like, we've got plans every weekend, no doubt. They're work plans and they're fun. And we're meeting people and we're meeting people that are just started dating. And we are meeting people that are like, maybe thinking about an engagement ring. And those conversations just couldn't stop. Like they were every weekend. And so then it was hard for us to say, let's take this energy and do one market a weekend and put more energy into like designing and the next step. But eventually we had to focus on engagement rings. And so we had to do less.
1: And now are at like the apex of love.
0: Yeah, yeah like you I really know. Get the, you get the ultimate
1: love. You get when mm-hmm. people like decide to spend the rest of their lives together. Oh, it's a so different yeah. that you're in. Uh, yeah. The people that you deal with. It's not like, it's not people who hate each other. Right. 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 So you just get all these cool stories of love and so yeah. surrounded by
0: that. It really is. Like I can think of many couples that got matching bracelets with us that now are getting engagement rings and wedding bands and from wedding us. Deal. And it's like, so what? So cool. This is so, so sweet and so heartwarming and gives us a reason to do more and to not stop
1: you know I mean mean, Valentine's Day is just around the corner so Mm-hmm. Definitely have to keep LM in mind if you're thinking about any gifts. Yeah. Yeah. I just find that to be a really good story for any entrepreneur mm-hmm. because it, you guys have a sole purpose, and like this is now your brand and your business. You're navigating towards these engagement rings and love lines, but you had to find that exposure, which we've talked about. It's very hard to do in the beginning of any business. Yeah. Like what makes you special and Sometimes you have to jump on the trends of like Mm -hmm. permanent jewelry and get yourself out there network. That's what we're kind of trying to do with this podcast is just network, meet people, meet all of these great people and let's all get in the same room together and thrive. And so that's kind of what had to happen with the Mm -hmm. permanent jewelry is that had to take you to where you're going now. So Mm -hmm. that's a really special story. Yeah. I'm glad that's part of your journey.
0: Yeah. I think it was, again, couldn't have told me years ago that that was something we were going to take on. We've been following permanent jewelry. There was a place in Paris and there's obviously Catbird, in New York. And we had mad respect for them and they were both doing it very differently and just doing it as well as we could and knowing the most that we could about gold and about the weld and presenting it in a really comfortable way and in a really approachable way, I think was the only way that we knew how to do it and the only way that would work for us. And I'm so glad it's a part of our story, but I think it's funny In hindsight, to be like, oh, you were going to do that to get to there and kind of took a little detour, but here we are. And now we still offer permanent jewelry appointments private in our studio and they're still so special to us. Like we get excited every time we get a booking still like, oh my God, fun. We haven't done this since last weekend. And well,
1: for the listeners to kind of come back to that story, how you and I have met is through the Charleston Food and Wine Festival. Y'all had a booth there. Mm -hmm. My poor husband couldn't find me. I wandered off after having several glasses (laughs) of wine and I'm sitting (laughs) there getting a piece of your jewelry welded to my neck and I had no clue what permanent jewelry actually was when this was happening. And Adam was like, uh, Kate, that's permanent. And I was like, what? What does that mean? Exactly matter? what it means. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know that this was such a trend when I first sat down with you, and I ended up having to go back and get a class. I just, I love our connection point with that and yeah. like the permanent jewelry. And I think every piece of jewelry has a story and mm-hmm. has a meaning. And so I think it's so beautiful what y'all are doing.
0: Yeah, I specifically remember you. <laughs> you want to no, talk about it thing. some more. <laughs> no, you just you were our last of the last. You were like Sunday evening. Yeah. And so it was like we are exhausted. We're like slightly sunburnt. We're wind burnt. Mm-hmm. We're like all, it's all become like muddy everywhere and we are just like seeing exhausted. almost seeing cross-eyed. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if that girl that just got a necklace welded to her nose that it was permanent. Oh, it's like when she lays her head down tonight, I'm expecting a DM or an email. Why
1: did you do this to it me? Sucks. Yeah. yeah.
0: You're like, searching the necklace for it so we were definitely like in our minds and then when you emailed us I was like oh my god get this girl a clasp like that is the cool thing about permanent jewelry and jewelry in itself is like you can literally take a bracelet and make it into a necklace and add a clasp or take your permanent necklace and make two bracelets out of it for your nieces like there's like Endless things that can be done. And I think that that has been the most beautiful part of permanent jewelry is like, you can literally just melt that down and make a wedding band out of it if you really wanted to. So like, there are the craft behind it. Yeah, there's so many things that can be done. And the same with engagement rings, like your ring, where you don't want to lose the beauty of the diamond or like the symbolic message that the diamond has given. But you know, you want to upgrade your style or upgrade your budget or whatever it is that can be done because all the things you're wearing are real materials given to us from the earth and can be like remolded and remelted to be whatever you want them to be it's so insane to me (laughs) but it's exciting
1: and it's unique we always say this and we always commend our guests just because other people have done something doesn't mean you can't also do it your style (sighs) is going to be different and you're going to put your own twist on it just because somebody else is doing it there's plenty of room for all of us in the world and yours and alex's spin on Mm -hmm. jewelry and handcrafted engagement rings is going to be unique and different and it's a scary world and you're like "Is everyone gonna like the same things i'm
0: gonna like so true and to stay positive and be kind to yourself and know that you get so in your head and you're like you know what i'm designing this from scratch and i'm inspired by others and it's okay to be creating and it's okay to post on instagram even though you don't want to there's like so many things that you just kind of i personally have to like walk myself out of my own head and say like you're good you're doing what you can do and the best at what you can do
1: with your spin on it and Mm -hmm. your style yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and it's good to find inspiration from others you know have to it's the biggest yeah. form of flattery it right. is. even if you take something that somebody else has done and you create it in a new light like that is still your own and it's special and we can all thrive off of each other and invent new things in different ways because mm-hmm. we all come from different backgrounds and we should welcome all of that welcome people learning from each other and i think we talked about this last time and basically just kind of giving your knowledge off like not hoarding mm-hmm. like Mm -hmm. we're all here we've all learned so many things and maybe that one thing can help another company or this or that and so I think it's really beautiful to like continue just that wealth of knowledge Mm -hmm. yeah I think it gets scary when people are like I don't want to copy but even in interior design we do things in our homes and we do things on projects that we thought of because we were inspired by something we saw somewhere else that maybe another designer did or that we saw in a historic building you know and that's the best part of being in a creative field is you get to use the world as your inspiration and then put your own
0: spin on it totally yeah I was just gonna say like interior design we all live in houses and we all live and we work in and out of buildings and and like we're friends right we're all wearing jewelry all the time whether it's our grandmothers or something we just bought at target like we're all doing it but our question is like how can we do it the best way we can in the way that's true to us and true to like our business plan that was started eight years ago like it's all comes back to that which is hard in the moment yeah. For sure.
1: I loved what you were saying. I'm pretty sure it was on your website, but like one of y'all's values is sustainability and like trying to not outlive the pieces of jewelry in a landfill, but actually mm-hmm. outlive that through generations to come. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just a beautiful way to have a business is to like keep practicing ethically sustainable and just try to keep passing down things for generations to come versus like, you know, that fast money, fast, quick, right fix
0: yeah and i think there's nothing costume jewelry is i am not here to say we don't all need you know quick fashion costume jewelry absolutely i'm just here for the pieces that you want to give to your children to your great-grandchildren to your nieces all these people that mean so much to you the only way that that jewelry will last is if it's real and and yeah it's sad to think about land (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) know. I'm thinking about my ring in a landfill right now and I'm like,
0: So so, like I encourage people to get the jewelry that's been living in your closet repaired and maybe it's not a repair, maybe it needs a full reboot. Mm -hmm. I encourage people to, you know, the next time that you feel a little indulgent, take it to a jeweler and see what can be done. Um, because these pieces will literally live. After us, <laughs> like yeah. you per like, it's crazy. But if your permanent bracelet is solid 14 karat gold, it's literally going to outlive you. Um, so, making sure it fits you correctly, or maybe you want to take it off, out of clasp, like melt it down to a ring like I said earlier I mean there's just yes. so many options and taking taking that action for your sorry. friendly PSA reminder yes to <laughs> never forget don't let it sit don't let
1: it sit your door yeah there's... wear it things are made to be used so. mm-hmm.
0: yeah and I'm like I'm not saying that you need to go to like Goodwill you know like I'm just here to say that like I know that there's stones in your closet. If it's not in your closet, your mom's going to give it to you. Whatever. There's something.
1: Well, let's transition a little bit into a new bit that we're kind of introducing. And this is called entrepreneurship. Yeah. We want to hear... One story that you could share
0: with the listeners that show a different side to being an entrepreneur. Mm, entrepreneur Entrepreneurship. There's a million things that come to mind. I immediately go to like long days where we were hustling multiple jobs and still trying to pretend that we had this great jewelry business. And I think of I think for us, we've worked through a lot. We've been through a lot. This sounds shiny and like diamonds and gold and like woo, but we haven't taken a dollar from an investor. We haven't taken a dollar from anyone else. And so it's been a Long road. And so I'm super excited and happy to be here talking about it. But yeah, I think there were right before COVID and then COVID. I keep bringing up COVID, but it exaggerated it. We were just looking at each other as like a shit or get off the pot moment in regards to the business. Okay. This business has to make us more money or it goes bye bye. I feel like we were both thinking it, but I was the first one to say it. And I was like, but I love you. Like I don't, our relationship is not shit or get off the pot. Our business is shit or get off the pot. And we both took that and ran and like it motivated the next 12 months of like a total rebrand. Like we renamed the company we emailed every person person. person we could think of as like, how can we work together? Can I just pop up in your store on King street? Can we do a giveaway on Instagram? Like we were like desperately, like, how can we flex our muscles and make this business work? And we gave ourselves a deadline. And I don't remember exactly. I know it was January, but I don't remember if we gave ourselves one year or less than a year. But if in January, if we haven't seen like very serious amount of financial growth, then it's over. And that's okay. And like coming to terms with that, you know, preparing us that that's okay. Our relationship will continue and we will experience new problems, but it worked. And I don't know if both of us love deadlines or (laughs) like we love working under pressure, whatever that says about us, that that is what we needed. But I think hearing it from your partner too, is like adds a layer, you know, where it's like, I don't want to disappoint you. But then sometimes it's like businesses have to, die or they have to evolve.
1: You have to fail. To yeah. You, yeah. They
0: have to. Yeah. I think when you start a business, you don't see the end or you don't see the middle. And it was that point where I was like, oh, this business has to have an end. Is the end when we die? Is the end when we're, when we retire at 50? Cause we're going to retire young. Just yeah. kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or is it going to die that year? And we're both going to go kind of start new careers and figure out what that looks like. What is that?
1: Were you ever worried that if, The business did end, the relationship would
0: end? Great question. No, not at all. But I definitely knew it would be hard on Alex. It'd be harder on Alex than me. I think now it might be a little reversed. But at the time, I was like, he has given everything and he's mastered the skill like he's truly mastered it and what is he gonna do do you start another jewelry business is that how that works like what do other people do and he was in such a like niche strange place where we were like we don't know what we're gonna do with your jewelry hands you know like what the heck what are we gonna do all these tools I think it was just like I knew I would support him in anything but we needed to make a decision and the decision maybe it wasn't healthy that we couldn't make the decision on our own it had to be like a had to be a numbers thing of like
1: we a system, yeah, yeah we system had to like right yeah, yeah. Hopefully. It
0: wasn't like let's talk it through. It was like, no. That's, one how, year. that's one how my year, husband and I are. We
1: have a system for everything because if we yeah. just come, like, converse about something, we will never come to the same conclusion. But if we agree on a system of how to get to that answer, all the way down to like buying a car, we have a little yes. system about it. And we agree on the system, then one of us can't sway in any other direction. So for your business, creating different systems to come to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. So since hitting that wall and kind of making that decision and giving yourself that timeline, have you guys, did you change some practices and adapt? And have you evolved with those new practices? To where you don't really see yourself coming to that big of an obstacle in the future mm-hmm. or did you have love enough that like money to sustain yourself for a while
0: no not the last one um <laughs> that was fun
1: though um <laughs> Great question. yeah fun. five markets a <laughs> weekend yeah, yeah yeah
0: um so the first step that year was to move the jewelry bench and the jewelry making out of our home oh that helped our relationship moving it into a space we were super excited to move into redux which you know with an incredible community of artists and to just be around people making things all the time so that already increases your inspiration and your like excitement to go and work not that we weren't excited to work but it It makes you work longer and there's, you know, the communal kitchen and then there's events all the time. They're definitely worth a follow and add yourself to their newsletter. But that was a huge moment, just like looking at each other, being like, This is working. This is working and we can't stop. And we need to have permanent jewelry appointments open from ten to eight PM on Saturdays because people are happy houring. You know, like we were like really pushing ourselves and it was important at the time. And then your next question was systems. So there was a couple of things. This is so small, but a shared to-do list where he had originally had all the projects on his to-do list in his world and his way where I didn't really see them. And then I had all of the administrative, social marketing, PR, all of that on my to-do list. And now that they're completely shared through an online system that's on our phones and computers. So that just gives us like a, Ooh, February is going to be rough or January's easy breezy. I'm going to focus on these like smaller projects that I've been putting off. I'm sure people do, but we weren't doing. Is
1: this a program that you use? A <laughs> specific one? Or is it just like shared? Yeah.
0: Code? So iCal obviously is something we just weren't utilizing it too. It's, and and I was working, I was an event, so I really didn't need another calendar <laughs> So now that I'm fully in it, the calendar is like so important. That's like how we start our morning meetings is with like looking at the week and then the month and then sometimes even like the next six months or a year. Um, this is so silly, but there's an app called Tick T-I-C-K, T-I-C-K. And it's just a shared to-do list that is like incredibly detailed. And so we keep all of our notes in there. And then I'm looking into like client management. It um, helps
1: your relationship too. Yeah, we have a shared calendar, and I love that. I love a uh, shared to do list as well. Being like uh, the
0: dishes he does. Do <laughs> it also is like you think about the thing that like you're annoyed that he's not doing. He's this doing is like kind of personal way, and he's doing something else. And you it's, don't
1: even you're not even aware of. But it. I don't want to think that way. I just get annoyed he's not doing what I'm doing. But
0: did you <laughs> tell him that? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, have you vocalized that that is something that's bothering you? So it's like now I can be like, these are the things. (laughs)
1: that's really helpful it's so basic in like a business way it's a shared to-do list like yeah you separate and delegate different things to each other like you're really good at social media so you do social media and you're really good at editing so you do editing Yes. doing a shared to-do list like if I get all the editing done and I have time why wouldn't I like contribute in a different way as well
0: right so I really like that
1: well thank you for all this information information. so we're gonna ask you two more questions
0: Mm -hmm. first Mm -hmm. what
1: is your favorite place to either eat or visit in Charleston.
0: If I were to go out to eat tonight and it wasn't an anniversary, I'd probably go to a stadio because every single thing that they do, beverage, food is exceptional. And I'm always learning like every product, I learn something, something about a fish, something about a gin made in Spain. Like I'm always learning. And I think that is what makes eating and drinking even more fun. Well, uh, if
1: you were about to go out for an anniversary, (laughs) A fancy blanket. Great
0: question, um, Shaneu. But I'm excited to try Bearcat as well. Yeah, um, as in West Ashley. yeah.
1: So they've, you know, taken their time and had some obstacles with opening, but <laughs> I think they are finally open now. So. I'm so excited to do that too. Yeah. Maybe we can do a triple date. Mm-hmm, that yeah. That'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Okay, Kate, do you take away the last question? Yes. So, which one of our lovely, spunky grannies is your favorite and why?
0: I'm gonna pick cutie number two, second in from top left. She's fabulous. She's carrying a weight. I love the play on. I'm wearing all this jewelry. I'm wearing blue lipstick, and Sublasses. I'm also like freaking serious and I'm getting shit done. Oh,
1: yeah, she's got attitude. She, yeah, yeah. Gets I, shit done. I, she's she gets shit
0: done, but she's like, I also look really good and have a really fun time getting dressed.
1: Yeah, yeah, and she's strong. It's she's definitely strong. strong. Yeah. I love how you gravitated okay. towards the jewelry. I've okay. never done I know. That. Me neither. I didn't even know she bring it silver is amazing. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, do you have any big projects
0: that you guys are working on
1: coming up in the future that you want to talk about? Any big changes or Valentine's Day specials? Yes,
0: a few things. Engagement Rings came out in November, 11-11. We celebrated Yay. with friends and fam. It was really sweet. Um, but they were just eight um, solitaire projects engagement rings. And that is literally just barely the foundation of like what is going to happen with our wedding line. It's called the love line. And so keep an eye out, keep refreshing. There's going to be so many more that are like in our brains that need to come to life. And then excitedly and humbly and oh my God, and holy crap. Um, we're opening a little studio storefront in downtown and we are over the freaking moon about it. And so so everyone follow along. Um, I I really can't believe that that is the next step. It'll still be appointment only. And, um, but you can always, you know, walk by and watch Alex work and come and drink wine with us. Yeah. Yeah. So we're where really, can really they excited. Find you?
1: Yes. Please plug all your social media. Yeah. Where can people find the announcement for the address so i you guys mm-hmm. actually officially
0: open and so day to day, definitely Instagram, which is and M, so X O L N M. It's all spelled out. Um, that'll be like where we'll do all the announcements. We're trying to get better about email newsletters. Emails work. So if you were wondering. Mm-hmm. And you can add yourself to our, our newsletter on our website, XOLM.com. So m.com And yeah, the website is, is getting to be very full and fluffy with diamonds. And that is just so freaking exciting
1: yeah well awesome well thank you again so much
0: thank you guys
1: you guys know where to find us you can go on instagram at so Pod. you can send us an email if there's anyone you'd like to hear from at socialroompodcast at gmail.com or you can visit our website at socialroompodcast.com all right guys have a good week we'll see you soon bye
0: Yay. thank you